It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. But we are going to head now to number one tennis lane, formerly known as Stanley Street. Big day on centre court. It is the final of the men's ASB Classic. Lee Radovanovic, Sky Sport expert commentator, joins us on the programme. Morning to you, Lee. Morning, Mark. Hey, I know we have similar music tastes. You wouldn't believe the 10 years I was in the States had turned into a big country music band. Uh, Look, actually, I was working with Sam Hewitt this week, who was producing, and Sam went on a football scholarship to the States, and um, a soccer scholarship, and he was never a country music fan, roomed with some students who were mad on it. He sort of belittled them initially, and by the end of it, was absolutely well and truly into it. I've got to say, look, I'm not, yeah, I'm partial to a little country music myself. You just got to not listen to the lyrics, because they start singing about the tractors. Yeah, tractors and the old backyard porch and whiskey and and old Ford Utes, I think. <laughs> hey, um, it must be nice to have your shirt off, six-pack out, lying under the sun on centre court, finally. Uh, yeah, I think this is the first day that it's been perfect in the, in the whole two weeks of the ASB class, which will be great because one cool thing that I've been reminded, been away from the tournament for a while, one really cool thing about this event the atmosphere on centre court is really excellent. It's one of the better ones around, maybe the best one around for a smaller ATP tournament because the crowd's close and there's people, you know, eating and drinking there. It's a great atmosphere. It's a perfect day for what is fairly close to an ideal final. Yeah, OK. Firstly, let's just go and review yesterday's two semifinals. The first semifinal featured two Frenchmen. Well, unfortunately, they didn't get on court. So what happened there at the end of the first semi-final, the Cameron Norrie, um, the Cameron Norrie Jetson Brooksby match, we found out that uh, Constant Latessian decided to withdraw, um, and that was, I think, we found that out about match point in the first semi-final that he was not going to go and play the semi against uh, Gasquet, and that was because apparently he tweaked his shoulder the night before when he won 7-5 in his third against uh, the Serbian. So he basically decided it was in his best interest to withdraw from the semi to protect himself for the first week of the Australian Open, which pretty disappointing. There was a big crowd there. And if it was me and I was able to play, I would have played the semi-final and try and win his first tournament rather than protecting himself for the Australian Open where he has no chance of winning. Yeah, I'm with you. He's got some momentum coming up against a Frenchman and Richard Gasquet. I mean, sometimes playing a fellow countryman who's on the rise, that can sometimes psychologically mess with you a little bit. You've got that momentum. And tournaments are often about, these tournaments are often about this being a stage, isn't it, for up-and-coming talent to actually establish themselves. So, yeah, really disappointing for the crowd too. Uh, Certainly, I don't think he'll endear himself in the future to future tournaments. On the other side of it, though, we did have the American Jensen Brooksby taking on homegrown New Zealand favourite come Great Britain representative Cameron Norrie. Yeah, it was a really good match, six three six four, but it was a hell of a lot closer than that. And, you know, I had mentioned in commentary that whilst Norrie had played reasonably well, very well, actually, throughout the tournament so far, he'd had another, you felt there was another level for him to go to. How he's been playing during the week is he'll play well in the first set, 
and then he drops his concentration for two or three games early in the second, letting his opponent back in the match. The opponent comes back, wins the second set, then Norrie's got to work really hard to come back and win in the third. That happened in his first two matches, and it happened again yesterday, but he managed to pull himself out of it pretty quickly. He won the first 6-3 with a key break at 3-2, so 6-4 with a key break at 3-2, and then dropped his first service game and was down two love early in the second, and then just kind of worked really hard and fought hard and used his two weapons. First weapon is a serve out wide, and then his forehand down the line. And he started to be really aggressive and sort of punching Brooksby around the court, moving him from side to side. And he was also especially impressive on his return game, really attacking the serve of Brooksby. Brooksby was having to be defensive the entire match, so he was doing more running. He was having more balls under pressure. Mentally, he was under pressure a lot more than Nori was the entire match. He ended up closing out in straight sets. And mm. Apart from two loose games, really good performance. Mm. How do you as a player address that those little mental lapses? What can you do to put some triggers in place to prevent it from happening? Well, I'm sure he would have been doing it because he's aware of it. He would have been going through the process that he would go through when he executes that correctly, but for whatever reason, it's not working for him. Most players, I think, would after they win the first set, they'll be sitting at the change of heads thinking, okay, well played, this worked, that worked, time to take it up another level, and they'll really try and concentrate on the first one or two points of each game just to get off to a little mini lead, putting the pressure on the other guy. But for whatever reason, he hasn't quite been able to do it. So for folks watching the home today, if Norrie wins the first set, keep an eye out for how he performs in the first couple of games of the second just on Cameron Norrie Lee, I mean, you were one of our top, well, one of our best ever juniors, semi final of the Australian Open as a junior, uh, junior Australian Open. Um, did you ever remember Cameron Norrie coming through? Do, do you have any recollection of him when you were playing? Yeah, I had a lot to do with him, actually. He's quite a bit younger than me, uh, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I had a lot to do with him. He was a good junior growing up, usually, I think, the best in New Zealand for his age group. Um, James Greenhow was his main coach and was the guy that always had a lot of belief in him. Uh, I coached him a little bit too and took him to Australia or in Asia or in India probably four or five times when he was, I don't know, 15, 16 from memory. He was always good, but not that good at that age. He was a good couple of levels behind the best players in the world for his age, but he then went to college, spent a few years there in the gym, getting strong. Yeah, he running, went. He, he went to. He went matches, to really, really learning how to compete. Yeah, he went to Texas Christian University. A number of my friends went on track and field scholarships to that university, and of course, just made the final of the college football final. Oh, nice! Love college football. Yes, I think you could credit college a little bit for just helping them grow physically and mentally, and then learning how to compete because everybody's pretty good in the college system, and, and he would have played a lot of matches, and that would have really hardened him up. Yeah, because I think Sandon Stolley, another one, son of Fred Stolley, also went through the same university. And I, I, going back in the day, I remember Brett Stephen went through the university and collegiate system for a while, didn't he, too? So, so is, is that a genuine pathway now? Because I would have thought that, you know, historically, a lot of players sort of dismissed it. Historically, yes. But if you're smart, you would go down that road. If you're a player from New Zealand or Australia or any sort of smaller country, your number one option would be get a scholarship to the States. Mm. Go there for two or three or four years. You don't even have to finish, but 
take advantage of the resources, the gym, the physio, the doctors, the training partners, the, you know, the traveling, playing on different courts, different surfaces. It's an unbelievable learning curve. It's, unless you're amazingly good at 17, 18, and you've got the financial backing, college is the absolute answer. Mm. And have you had a chance to catch up with Cameron Norrie? Uh, briefly, I have. Yeah, he doesn't get much time because he's got a lot of commitments. But saying that he was feeling really well, I saw him in the gym yesterday um, before the match. I think he's really kind of excited and fired up and maybe slightly nervous mm. to win this tournament because, like all of us, you, you grow up, you see it on TV, and, and you kind of dream about winning it. Mm. Okay, so Richard Gasquet, does he benefit? from having not played a semi-final? Or is it to his detriment that perhaps he maybe loses some momentum with a day off? No, I think it's to his benefit for sure. He's 36 and he's got a lot of miles on the clock. So he'd be loving that. He just would have taken a day off yesterday, uh, let the legs loosen up. He's super experienced, been in the top 10, been in the quarterfinals, the semi-finals, the grand slams. I think it's great for him. He'll be nice and fresh. And it's actually going to be a really good matchup. I'm looking forward to it. Cameron Norrie will use the angles to try and move Gasquet around the court. But Gasquet is a super smart player. And he'll also hit those angles back to him. And just keep an eye out for Gasquet's backhand, Mark. I know we've talked about this over the years. Technically, it's it's a delicious shot. Okay, so we've got that men's final, not before 2 o'clock. First up, we've got a men's double final between Mektich, Pavic, and they'll take on Nathaniel Lamons and Jack Withrow. What can we expect in that doubles? I think we can expect the Croatians to go pretty well and win that one. They were uh, impeccable yesterday, uh, beating the Austrian pair. These guys were number one in the world in 2021. They won Wimbledon in 2021, and they're a really, really good pairing. They're best mates. They seem to have an intuition. They know what each other is doing before they do it. And they're also a left-hand-right-hand combination, which makes it difficult for the returner to find their rhythm because the ball's coming at different angles every other game. So I'd be putting my money on the Croats. Well, Anybody we... with an itch, I'm in. Yeah, OK. Oh, cool. Who's going to win the final, the singles final? I would say Cameron Norrie in three sets would be my guess. I do think it'll be tight. OK. Lee Radovanovic, lovely having you on the programme this week. All the very best for this afternoon. Thank you. 13 minutes away from 11. So there you go. That is the way it is. The Serbians up against the Austrians in the semi in the final of the doubles, set to go at 12 o'clock. And then not before 2 o'clock, it is the final on centre court between the veteran, Richard Gasquet, who's won 15 ATP professional tournaments, made the semi final of four majors. Cameron Norrie, the former Kiwi, ranked as high as 10 in the world, semi finalist at Wimbledon, looking to try and win the tournament that he grew up watching.